Welcome to Fanatical Recruitment, a podcast for higher ed admissions, enrollment, and marketing professionals. I'm your host, Mickey Baines. Welcome to episode three. This is not a light episode, folks, so welcome. I'm going to tell you, we've got a heavy hitter. We brought in Brian Niles, the founder and chief evangelist at TargetX, and Brian's going to share with us where he sees technology as it stands today in the world of enrollment and recruitment uh, in higher education and where he sees it going in the future. I will share with you two notes uh, and apologize now. We did have a little bit of issues as we were recording the interview with Brian. There were a lot of people online, I guess, that day, and it and some of the audio um, is a little fuzzy at times. Uh, second, Brian does reference some um, research that TargetX does jointly with Chegg and um, in that, um, he shares some specific data points, and I will let you know that we recorded this interview several months ago. So since that recording, there's actually a new 2017 social report out, and if you go to targetx.com, you'll be able to find that report and download it for yourself. Other than that, I'm going to turn it over to um, the interview. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. I'm excited to have you join us for today's session. I have a longtime friend and... Uh, former partner, um, when I was a director of accelerated programs at Albright, I used Ryan Niles and TargetX for one of our um, very first campaigns, and I'm excited to have Brian on with us today for another episode of the podcast. Brian, how are you today? Great, Mickey. Nice to uh, hear your voice again. Thanks for uh, for uh, having me on your podcast. So, how have you seen technology kind of shift? over the last few years? Have you seen it? I mean, I know we're always talking social and how that impacts um, what we're doing in admissions, but but where specifically have you seen the shift occur most commonly in, in higher ed technology? I started in this business in the late 80s, and obviously there was no web or internet at the time, and um, everything was very paper and phone-based. Um, and I think that you, we still have colleges that uh, rely on print and rely on the phone as much, uh, if not more, if you look at their budgets, um, on, on email and social and in-person events. And I think it's a time for colleges to question not whether you do print, for example, or whether you you use the phone, the real phone, that, <laughs> uh, not just texting, um, but, but how are they using it? And uh, I think you know I'm experiencing it on the other side of the college fair table, if you will. And experiencing how colleges are still using methods that we've been using for 30 and more years of recruiting students, and that's all changed. You know, students don't pick up the phone. Parents might, though, and students don't necessarily read the view book and the search pieces, but parents might. So are they speaking to parents? I was talking to a group last week at a conference that out of all the colleges my daughter is looking at, none of them have spoken to me. In fact, not one has even asked for my name and information, and I've been visiting campuses. Now, on the other side of it, it's all about engagement. It's not about processing. It's about engaging the student and moving them through, if appropriate, through that proverbial enrollment funnel and using all the tools, including email, which is still very effective uh, as a student is interested, including social, which, again, is very effective, particularly for admitted students, and helping colleges adjust their business process to accommodate sort of the new tools and technologies, the methods that are going to be more effective for them. So I think technology's helped quite a bit, but the colleges are still running a bit behind the curve on that one and still have a lot of catching up to do. Are there any particular processes that kind of stand out that, you know, these are where we, fi- these are the oldest kind of processes we find we have to really begin with when we're looking at helping them modify and upgrade the process. Where, where do you see those 
hurdles occurring or, or what types of processes do you see most commonly being outdated that are still in use? Well, I, think I still think, you know, the use of, of phone calling, you know, I was complaining about that in the early 90s that students weren't picking up the phone, but I think it's become, you know, a single digit of effectiveness at this point for trying to reach students early in the process. We're starting to see vendors as well as uh, their clients adjust that. Um, you know, just the idea of embracing uh, more effective uses of social networks and text messaging uh, are things that are coming into play. But, you know, it's not, also not just necessarily the process. It's, it's how they execute on that. Um, mobile is, is huge. I mean, just to look at the, the uh, social admissions report we co-sponsored uh, with, with Chegg, you know, it's not just about social. It's about the student's phone. And I'm very surprised. So one example is my daughter tried to schedule uh, tours and, and interviews and open house reservations on her phone for the colleges she was looking to visit. Uh, none of them were optimized for her phone. She always had to bring out her laptop and do all the work from there. And, and that's just not effective. We know the students are using their phone uh, from all the research much more and, you know, online applications, requests for information forms, event registration forms, and just basic content for many colleges is still not designed for that four or five inch uh, screen that students have in their hand. And it's not just responsive design. It's as I like to tell people, this is the generation of touch, particularly with me and, and you know, fat fingers and being able to touch on buttons and fields and enter information. Last year, we found out 67% of students filled out some part of their application on their mobile device, yet there was not at that time an application that was designed for a mobile device. Thankfully, TargetX did that last year and put one in the market. But, you know, the students want to do this on their cell phones, and yet we still haven't given them the tools for the most part. TargetX is changing that, but colleges uh, all over the U.S. and the world need to really embrace that change quickly. It's moving fast, and colleges have a hard time moving quickly, and, uh, and that's one that is critically important. And not to drown on too much about this, but another research showed that 20% of students who had a bad experience on your website on a mobile device will think negatively of your institution. It doesn't matter what your reputation is or what the opportunities that that institution provides to that student. That automatically puts a negative picture uh, in their mind. And I think colleges can, can fix that rather quickly. It's just making it a priority. It's it, it's. Correct. Making it a priority, putting it high enough on the to-do list, and just seeing to get it done. Right. That's that's always the first step. There's a, there's a quote I I use in some of my presentations. You know, in order for anything to change, someone has to start acting differently. Um, and that's right. and that's what this is. So you know, we're, we're not to, not to quote uh, another organization, but uh, to change, you have to first admit that there's a problem. Right. <laughs> so we're trying to get that word out. Yeah. So if we were to have this conversation again in two years, and we're talking about the future or what's to come, what do you think we'll be saying then? What? Where do you think we will? Will we start? We'll see more schools caught up on the website. Will we be looking at what's next? What do you think? Where do you think we're going to be? Yeah, I think I think at least on the website and and online forms, whether they've changed the the method of those online forms, meaning let's stop thinking about it as a big long form, but lots of little pieces. I think that also we've got a lot of ways to go in changing. For example, you know, what type of information do you need to collect from a student early in the process? I get this question frequently. But we have a long request information form, and students aren't filling it out. When they come to a college fair table, they're not willing to stand there and write their name and their address in the school they go to, their GPA and their parents. So if I'm thinking as, as an institution and agree with your statement, you know, we need to update this website, but man, it's a massive project. There's 2,500 pages or how many hundred web pages we have. I know we need to update that piece. 
what should my first step be to kind of begin that process? I think it takes uh, an education of the campus. I mean, certainly it takes the leadership. Um, I saw recently somebody made a very, very direct statement. I think it came out of one of the web conferences going on this summer uh, that a website is for future students, period. <laughs> and, and everything else is secondary to that. And maybe the whole idea of an intranet uh, needs to come back into play. And, and part of that also is just, you know, what are the mobile apps that you use as a student or as a faculty member? Your homepage is for future students and past students for, for staying in touch with your alumni. But the running of the business, that's, that's another part of the site. And uh, we need to focus on those future students for most institutions. Most institutions are tuition-driven, many of which have a goal whether they want more students, better quality students, more diverse students, less needy students, whatever that mix of that enrollment goal is. That all says the homepage is about what you know, recruiting those future students that are going to be the best fit. And then it's a matter of saying, this is what makes my institution unique. This is what sets us apart from the other the other institutions, because that's the other part of the problem that I think colleges are having, is why should a student come here and why are we different from the 2,800 other schools that they may be looking at? Well, not reasonably, maybe a dozen schools they're maybe looking at. And my daughter always reminds me, they just all look the same. How do we know the difference? Well, you have to go visit. And I, back to your question is that leadership has to put the put the, the the draw the line and say our website, particularly our homepage and top level pages, are for recruiting future students. And once that emphasis is done and they've gotten buy in for that, and leadership is owning that, then they can move forward. I think that's just a great point, Brian, and I think that's a good point for us to kind of wrap because we've given the schools the to-do item right there. And I love the idea and concept. It, it is time. You have to draw the line in the sand. And if you agree with the concept that we're talking about with prospective students, and that's who your website's for, if you can agree to that, there's your starting point. Now let's start educating and getting the buy-in that we need, right? So um, great point. I think we can wrap right there. Exactly. I'm going to put a note in my calendar for two years to touch base again so we can have this conversation and see how those predictions came out. <laughs> Well, Brian, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, for everyone else, hopefully you'll be able to see Brian and catch him out on the road. Brian, thanks again so much for joining me for this uh, episode of our podcast. Look forward to seeing you and talking again soon. Thank you. You know, Brian really is in touch with what's going on in the world of higher education admissions and and recruitment. And what he's uh, suggesting in terms of how to better engage and where to focus your time and effort and with the use of technology and CRM is spot on. You know, as someone myself, I, I'm working with three institutions right now, helping them to implement a CRM. And I spent another day at, with an institution who already has a CRM just this week, helping them go in and look at the communication and the processes that, the, that they have built into the CRM to ensure that they are sending the right message to the right student at the right time. It's critical if you want to improve how you're converting Um, your prospective students. So I'll stop there. I will share if you look in the uh, show notes, you'll find that I have a website there, a link to you to download that 2017 social admissions report that's produced by TargetX and Chegg. And until next time, we'll see you. This is Mickey Baines with Fanatical Recruitment. (laughs) 